The Anton Savage Show Saturday with Nifty Business on News Talk. During the week, I got to meet up, thanks to Nifty who lent us the car, with Ivan Yates. And we went around some of the places in Dublin that are most significant to him and had a bit of a chat while we did it. And where we started was, unsurprisingly, Leinster House. So this is, I mean, obviously this is hugely significant. This is, we're outside Leinster House where you spent an awful lot of your professional life. Originally 81? Yes, June 81. Uh, an absolute miracle at, eight, at 21 years of age. Were you I, 21? I, 21, the youngest TD of that doll. Uh, remarkable situation that I was just in the right place at the right time. But I had no background in politics. Uh, I, I joined Fine Gael in uh, 79. I wrote away to the Golden Pages to find them because I've been in boarding school since the age of eight. And I landed up at this place. Is it intimidating? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I actually didn't know how to drive my way to Leinster House. Like, I didn't know, geez, how will I manage the traffic? But I always came in this Merrion Street side. Every Tuesday morning, I would get up at 6 a.m. and I would be here as the gates were opening and I would stay here. I had eight consecutive successful general elections and finished up here in June 2002. And it was uh, an exceptional uh, period of my life, uh, which I'll never forget. I always say I gave my best years to politics. And it was, it was great fun, great character. It's funny to hear you say, though, eight consecutive, because you would think in, to a modern ear, eight consecutive elections means 40 years. That's but right. of course, back then, well, we had three elections. The yeah, three elections, bang, bang, bang. And it's interesting, therefore, that I had this huge job in security. I believe if you scratch any TD, you know, enough, what they'll bleed is insecurity because they have no, you know, they can be turfed out at the mm. next election out of whim. So I never actually bought accommodation in Dublin because I believed it would put the mockers on me that I'd lose my seat. So I would drive in this particular entrance uh, every day and the ushers were all kind of like part of the family. They're all changed now, of course. And that was uh, my institution. Uh, My raison d'etre for being in Dublin was Leinster House. That thing of the repeated general elections. Obviously, on the one side, there is the insecurity. On the other side, is there excitement and adrenaline and fun? Like, if you're a politician, is that to some extent what you want, no, you no, want to no, be no, a campaign? Like, if, if you have a wife and kids and family and a mortgage, that's you not fun. Five years you know, government, you, right. you, you, oh, absolutely. And that's why people say to me, oh, there's going to be a general election. I said, no, there's not. There's the schoolhouse road that I had my first meeting. That's how I met for a cup of coffee there and ended up out of a clear blue sky in Newstalk quite extra incredible I'll never forget it was April 09 would you ever come up and have a cup of coffee with Frank Cronin and Garrett Hart and I ended up for 12 years in broadcasting you were described if I remember rightly as the big winner of the 08 election because you sort of burst onto the scene during that you did an awful lot of election coverage and it was that election coverage if I remember rightly that led to you standing in and that ultimately led to you getting the radio gigs. Yeah, yeah, no, what happened was in, in, in that incarnation of Ivan, um, I was marketing as the only bookmaker who was betting on every constituency and every conceivable outcome of the election. I uh, inveigled myself on as a pundit uh, who talked in earthy terms, having walked the walk, you know. This is what, uh, you know, the leader is saying this is what he's really thinking you know what I mean and sort of exposing the kind of uh, bullshit element of politics 
But it was a remarkable zero to 60 because you hadn't been particularly, you had obviously done media from as a contributor and as an interviewee when you were in the political yeah. system, but you hadn't been a presenter, you hadn't been in front of the mic. Not at all. And it was an almost light switch straight into the top level. Well, to put it like this, I've had no training. And they said, Ivan, it's very simple. When the red light goes on, start talking. And when it goes off, stop talking. And I've been winging it, lagging it, and bluffing it ever since. Did you enjoy it? I did. I did, did you? I did enjoy it from this perspective. In politics, the decisions you take have consequences. You can lose votes, you can gain votes, you can be a good government, you can make mistakes. In media, you don't have any of those responsibilities. You have all the fun and excitement and drama, but you have none of the responsibility. So from that point of view, it was delicious. What about that pontification? The, the, the level of self-belief that you demonstrate on air, where does that come from? Well, put it like this, the, the, the guy was Garrett Hart, and you know, he would say to me at about quarter to seven before we went down on air for News Talk Breakfast, he would say to me, there's a particular story here, you know, are the Israelis right to invade Gaza or not? Because it could be a human catastrophe. But then again, you know what I mean, the Palestinians and Hamas attacked first. And I'd say, well, Garrett, I really can see both sides of that argument. Ivan, you go away and come back with a really strong opinion in five minutes. Because your job is to drive, you don't have to be right. Your job is to drive opinion to be absolutely out there because we want reaction. The difference between News Talk and Virgin and RTE is the journalists, the presenters are forbidden to have an opinion. And therefore, I want you to have a real point of difference in having an opinion. But are you saying then that that is entirely... So it was contrived sometimes. It is a broadcast artifice. It's not you naturally. No, put it like this. It's a bit of both. But it, it certainly was something that I was paid to do to have an opinion, to start, we'll start with an editorial. But you strike me as somebody who is certain of your opinions anyway. Absolutely, absolutely. So if I can make them match up, but, no, but, but a lot of things, I can actually be, you know, a little bit ambiguous, see both sides of the story or whatever. I found that, you know, you really had to be, have strong opinions. Were you like that as a politician? No, no, I was very methodical in terms of, I did huge amount, I was a policy wonk, I was very interested in researching issues. Now that we're stopped at these lights here, uh, which is a famous sort of place for me, because on our left, Lansdowne Road, now the Aviva, uh, often there with gigs and things like that nowadays. But the point about it is this, the dart uh, has been part of my life. I, I love the dart. Uh, around the corner here is the place that I lived in uh, for my entire 20 years in politics. I come up on a Tuesday, go home on a Thursday, and uh, essentially, it was the Mount Herbert Hotel. And it was owned by a, a family-run business. And I've known three generations of the minute, now called the Sandy Mount Hotel. And if I was going to a match, or when I was doing the Sunday show um, for a year, I stayed there on Saturday nights and so because there was no early morning train or bus up uh, to Dublin. But so this whole area, Balls Bridge, the old Jury's Hotel, this would have been very much uh, a, a sort of ground that I know. And therefore, when I came to live in Dublin and rent an accommodation, I moved to Sandy Mount because I knew this area well. I knew the watering holes. I loved to walk a lot by the sea. It's good for my back. And so therefore, I would walk from here right out to Dunleary and back again. And, and you never bought the apartment in Dublin? Never, ever. 
Do not have made a fortune had you bought the apartment and had it to sell. Absolutely, absolutely. And then I had kids going to university in Dublin, like it would have been so sensible and all that kind of thing. But I didn't know, you know, in six months' time whether I'd have a job or not, because I mightn't be in the dole any longer. So, you know, a 20-year mortgage didn't sound like a great plan to me, but it was a mistake in hindsight. Come here, here's a question for you. When we were talking politics, could you now win a seat? Well, no, I always said about that, uh, uh, that the drive and the commitment that got me into politics, like 24-7, just, just a, a voracious appetite for constituency work, for everything to do with politics, a complete inhuman political animal, right? That level of, of, of commitment does not last your lifetime. You know, you, at some stage you're going to try and lie on the show. No, but you now get profile, you now have no, uh, no, all of... No, no, because I no? honestly believe... MEP? No, 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 first of all... President? I, no, 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 no. I, I put it like this. I, I kind of believe in life. It's not a good idea to go back. <laughs> You've gone back repeatedly. Look at the news talk gig. No, there no, no, but I, I never, to get I never really to left. I never really left. So, so the answer to that is, 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 is it wouldn't work. It wouldn't work. You know, you've got to be honest with yourself. You know, a lot of people uh, uh, are not honest with themselves. You know, you've got to be realistic about things. If you could, would you? No, no. Like the way it is, is this? I, like it's like someone who played sports. I, 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 I just left everything out there on the pitch. Yeah. The Anton Savage Show Saturday with Nifty Business Saturday morning at 9 on News Talk